Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for listening to Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. I am going to make a confession to you right off the bat. This is the third time I've started the podcast. I got three minutes in last time and realized that I had said nothing in three minutes, nothing at all worth listening to, and I don't want to waste your time, so I'm going to try to make this a little bit more meaty and uh, full of meaningful content right up front. I'm going to say that I have been working on my daughter Allison's father of the bride speech for her wedding this weekend. And what a cool experience that has been because you get about three minutes. You don't want to go too long. You get about three minutes to sum up your entire relationship. And I know people will expect me to be funny. So I had to work some funny stuff in there. And I think I've got it down. Uh, you know, it's, it's a tricky thing to do speeches like that because you got a lot to say and a short time. And if you ever do a, a maid of honor speech or a best man speech, I'm going to tell you, keep it short. You want people to like you just as much when you start to speak as when you finish speaking. And sometimes you get to the end of the speech, you're going, oh my God, thank God he's done. Wrap it up. So her wedding's this weekend. We got relatives coming into town um, and they're going to be staying from uh, I think tomorrow, some staying all the way through next Wednesday. So it's going to be kind of crazy. We might not get to do a podcast next week, or if we do, it might be a little bit late. Uh, basically, the podcast is always, it's based on the book, Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. And we always try to work in you know some life lessons, and then you sometimes write back to me and say, hey, here's something that I've learned, and Dave, I'm not sure I agree with you on this one. And uh, so it's basically, I try to give you some of the lessons that I've learned in my life without sounding preachy, and I think that's kind of a difficult thing to do because nobody wants to be preached at, and I'm certainly not a know-it-all. I'm just uh, emailing with a friend of mine, Nate, earlier, who's a regular podcast listener and a friend of mine, and I said, you know, there's some things on the podcast where a couple of weeks later I go, God, I wish I'd said that differently, just like in the book, um, which, by the way, makes a great graduation present. Don't know if I've told you that before. Um, in the book, there are chapters where I go, God, you know what? I'd probably leave that one out if I was going to do it all over again. So let's cover the book first here, and then we'll move into some other things um, the book is called, of course, Take a Shower, Show Up on Time and Don't Steal Anything and Other Shit I Learned the Hard Way. And of course, it's available at barnesandnoble.com. I think Amazon was sold out. They might have ordered more. Chapter number 65. I haven't talked about this one on the podcast, I don't think, ever. Don't try drugs. Not even once. Sure, you've smoked pot. Everybody has tried it. I'm talking about the hard stuff. Why anybody would take a chance on that, seeing what it's done to other people's lives is really beyond my understanding. There are countless don't try drug stories, and here's another. This is a true story. A teenage boy had a sleepover, and some friends came by. These friends brought along some heroin for everybody to try. All these athletic, intelligent, accomplished young boys gave into the pressure to try it. One of the boys passed out. The rest of the boys hoped that he would sleep it off and he'd be fine in the morning. But the next morning, the boy was dead. High school. Here was a kid who was loved by his parents, friends, and family, but for reasons none of them will ever understand, he made a horrible mistake. His parents will hurt forever, all because of drugs. He didn't try them to numb pain or cope with anything. He took them for fun. Yes, life is hard sometimes, but the idea of taking pain away with drugs is about as smart as putting out a fire by throwing gas on it. 
You just can't try it. Nope, not even once. Hey, I've never been, um, you know, I've, I'm just not a drug kind of a person. I don't understand it. And I'm going to guess that you don't need to hear that chapter because I'm going to guess that you, if you're conscientious enough about your life to listen to a podcast like this one, you're probably well beyond being told a couple of things. I don't, I don't need to remind anybody who's listening to the podcast, hey, brush your teeth. Because you already know that. It's a simple basic of life. Hey, pay your bills. Don't park in the handicapped spot. And don't try drugs. This is, you already know this stuff. So I don't need to tell you this stuff. Um, but I will impress upon you that if you ever have kids, my God, you just never know what they're up to. Um, and sometimes you worry about them and rightfully so, just like these parents probably thought they had a wonderful kid and he was wonderful, I'm sure, uh, but made that mistake and he's gone forever. So if you are a parent or ever become a parent, Hey, keep your eye out for that. And you know what? At the end of the day, there's, there's not a lot you can do to stop them. You can only cover as much as you can. Um, so they'll be less likely to try it. And I think that one thing that's important, I always tell Carson, peer pressure. You know, there's always going to be kids that peer pressure you. And I don't know everything Carson does. He's 17. He's got a lot of freedom and, and, a, and a degree of independence. And when he screws up, and he has here and there, he loses that freedom and loses that independence. And, um, you know, hopefully he'll learn from that. So that's a meaningful chapter. But again, it's something that you don't need to know because you already know that. You're smarter than that. Okay. Moving on to some emails. Um, first of all, hey, let me cover this one. They just announced that Roseanne's show was canceled by ABC today. She tweeted something horrible about a woman who was a cross between something like Brothers of uh, Muslim Brotherhood and uh, Planet of the Apes. She was talking about an African-American woman. And uh, um, we know that Roseanne is conservative. We know that her show was popular with conservatives, and we know that it kind of stood out because it's the, it's one of the few shows that's in mainstream entertainment that has a conservative lean to it. But for Roseanne to do something as blatantly racist as to tweet a joke like that, whether she claims that she claims it was a joke, it doesn't matter. It's like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? I mean, do you feel so emboldened by your success that you think you can get away with something like that? Or are you just so stupid that you think that that's okay somehow? I don't get it. I don't understand it. Roseanne has been around for a long time, like 25, 30 years. I've never really liked her. She always struck me as somebody who doesn't have the grace or dignity to deal with her fame and to deal with riches and celebrity, she just kind of strikes me as like kind of a redneck who got rich by appealing to other rednecks. Now, I am a bit of a redneck, but I think I'm a redneck in a good way in that I grew up on a chicken farm and I just buy a, bought a giant metal chicken about five feet high for my front yard. Um, that's the kind of redneck I am. Um, I smoked my first cigarette in kindergarten. That's the kind of redneck I am, but not the kind of awful redneck that makes you go, what the hell? Are you thinking? So anyway, just kind of a weird news story that makes you think that just when you think that the world is making some progress and people are kind of getting their shit together, that something like this happens. So interesting. Uh, emails. All right, let's get started. Here is one from Nikki. 
Uh, Nikki says she starts off by talking about how she's been listening for a long time, used to listen to the, on the bus on the way to elementary school. She's now 32 years old. She said, I moved around a lot since I went into the Air Force and have done a lot of civilian overseas work after high school. But I always remember to turn to 101.3 when I'm at home. Now I listen to you guys on iHeartRadio, and um, she goes on to say, I just wanted to write and tell you how much you've helped me grow up. I hear other people, um, people's notes to you all the time, and uh, many times think, yep, me too. I follow you on Facebook, and I've enjoyed growing up with you in my life. Your voice is a sense of home for me. Thank you for being you, bringing us listeners into you and your family's life. I really hope you plan on sticking around a whole lot longer from Nikki. Nikki, I love that. Thank you so much. Um, uh, you know, who doesn't love getting letters like that? It's an honor for me to talk to people 25 years in to this job that say, hey, I was six when I used to listen to you when I would ride to school with my mom. And now I'm 31 and I got kids of my own and we still listen. I really appreciate that one. Here is another one. Hannah, she says, I've been listening for a long time. I am now in my last semester of college at Winona State and recently started listening to your podcast. I'm so happy to finally figure out why KDWB plays the same songs over and over. We talked about that last week on the podcast. I also like that you talked about things you wouldn't on the radio. It was an enjoyable podcast. Just a question. Why doesn't KDWB Beyonce, uh, play Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, etc., but plays Post Malone? Does it have to do with the testing that you talked about? Um, we do play Nicki Minaj occasionally, and we do play Beyonce occasionally, but we are number one for today's hit music, remember. And if they don't have a current song out right now, we usually don't play it once in a while, but not on the morning show. Notice that in the morning show, pretty much every single song that we play is a newer release in the last few months or year at the latest. We just don't play older songs. Um, it is part of the formula part of the testing, and if Beyonce comes out with another song that's a big smash, of course we'll play it. If Nicki Minaj comes out with another new song that's a big smash, of course we'll play it. Uh, later in the day, we'll play some older stuff, and in the morning show, really not so much. Okay, and then here's one from Renita. She was talking about how she watched the um, Billboard Music Awards, and she said, I wanted to share an interesting thought I had while watching. Since it's all about the way things have changed with 2018 and men and women and whatnot, I was glad that Salt and Peppa's What a Man was part of the performance. It was refreshing to hear women honor their men instead of being so all about the women or take down the men. I'm a woman, obviously, she says. And I'm not like against the women standing up for themselves, but I do feel like some are taking it too far to the other side of the spectrum towards just hating on every man who does anything they disagree with or stereotyping all men into a negative category. Some men are good men. And well, I was just happy to hear that instead of this division saying women don't need men or need more power or whatever, fill in the blank. I was just glad I was included because I think it's good to recognize that some women like their men. I hope what I'm saying is coming out the right way. I mean it. Touchy subject for some and all. Oh, and happy anniversary um, from Renita. Thank you, Renita. I think that's very true. I think that there are some women who, and some, definitely not even most, but there are some who want to lump all men into the same category. Hey, listen. I don't know your dad, but I'm going to guess your dad might be a pretty good guy. I don't know your grandpa, but I'm going to guess or your brother or your uncle might be a pretty good guy or maybe your husband. Pretty good guy, probably. You might be shaking your head. No, he's not. He's terrible. But I think that there we all know that. And I think that there are some people who want to say all men are 
fill in the blank. And there was even a hashtag a few years ago or a few years, a few months ago that was yes, all men, meaning all men have been guilty of sexual harassment or some sort of sexual misconduct or whatever. Uh, nobody's perfect, but I don't think that that is a fair assessment of all men to, rat, to, to lump them all into one category. And a couple of more emails. Thanks for the emails, by the way. You can send them to um, Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. This is from Nate. Uh, he, we were talking about, um, uh, meetings, I think in one of the previous podcasts or this came up somehow, he says, I'm a millennial and there's a lot of research based evidence that my generation prefers meetings to be condensed into an email if possible. Oh, I know what it was because I was talking about how I don't have time to return all these emails that I wish I did. And if I write just a little, Hey, thanks for writing, then it looks like I'm rude and I don't like to do that. Um, he says, Personally, I find emails to be a lot more efficient than a meeting, and I can always refer back to it in the future. I've had bosses that like to hear themselves talk, and it never fails that when I have work to do, they call a meeting and it drags on. But a well-thought-out email can save time and reduce the confusion. Nate, you're absolutely right. I totally agree with you. I think that um, a lot of times emails are uh, better. You can refer back to them, and a lot of meetings they result in inactivity because everybody promises to follow up and a lot of times it never happens. Of course, some meetings are necessary and some are even pleasant. We have a, a weekly meeting with all the DJs or announcers or personalities or whatever you want to call them from KWB on Friday mornings at 10 o'clock. And it's always kind of fun to get together and see the people that you'd rarely get to see and kind of communicate things and what's going on. And it's short and everybody's happy to get out of there and go home on Friday. So, um, you know, I like meetings to a degree, but the meetings where people call them just because they feel there should be a meeting, I get it. Those are a pain in the ass. All right, let's move on to some meat, some substance in the podcast. Um, I was thinking about this earlier today, and I've talked about things on this podcast that I say I can't talk about on the radio, and I wanted to tell you about a couple of things on the, that I've said on the radio that I wish I could take back. Now, why am I telling you this? I don't know. I think it's because as we grow older and more mature, maybe a little bit wiser, we look back at some of the dumb shit we did when we were younger and we go, what was I thinking? Maybe you did something that really violated your mom's trust or you stole $20 out of your grandma's purse. I mean, when I was a kid, uh, at Black Forest Community Church every Sunday, went to church every Sunday, and they would let the kids like me, 6th, 7th, 8th grade, um, past the offering plate, the collection plate. And so me, I would always, with my buddy, steal a buck out of the collection plate. Never more than a buck. A dollar was a, a, a lot more money back then. And the minister caught us. And I'll never forget the look that he gave me when he realized that we had done it. So we always do something. But, I mean, that's, that's cute, stupid kid stuff. Um, but I have a couple of things that I've done on the radio that I wanted to just, I, I, it's not a confessional, clear my conscience kind of a thing. Not really sure why I'm doing this, but I think, but maybe just to, to talk about some things that, that I've done that I go, what the hell was I thinking that I would never do again? When I lived in Columbus, Ohio, 30 years ago, I used to make fun of a news woman on a local TV station because she was chubby. And now remember in 1980 or 1988 or so, um, fat jokes were considered okay. I mean, if you watch old sitcoms or you watch old game shows, they'll make fat jokes. And it's like, 
oh my God, now you would never do that. Remember, don't judge the past by the standards of the future. But I used to make fun of that woman too much, relentlessly. And she was so sweet and she was young and probably 26 or 28 years old, just a little bit chubby. And I used to make fun of her for it. And I look back at that and I go, wow, that was really hurtful. I, would, I, I can't imagine how bad that must have made her feel and how embarrassing that must have been. And I regret that. Another one, um, uh, there was a DJ at another radio station who took some time off to go to rehab. And when he came back, here's what I came up with as a funny bit idea. I had a friend of mine, Anton. I sent Anton over with some black coffee for him. So to deliver black coffee to him on his first day back from rehab. That was funny, right? I think about that and I'm like, wow, why didn't anybody who had more of a conscience or maybe a little bit older than me or more mature, I was 23 or 24, why didn't anybody stop me and say, Dave, that's not funny. But you know what I remember about that is everybody I worked with also thought it was funny. Why is that? Isn't it interesting how we get older and we look back and we go, why did I do that? Again, why am I telling you this story? I'm not really sure except to say that, hey, if you feel really guilty about something that you did a long time ago when you were young and stupid and you were 18 or you were 24 or whatever, um, don't let it eat you up too much because I think as long as you recognize now how stupid it was, then you're probably okay. You know, my computer's glitching really badly right now, and I hope this is recording okay. Let's cross our fingers. Okay, and finally... I think there was one more thing I wanted to cover. Um, we talked about this on the show this morning, and that was, would you rather... Okay, here's how it started. I was watching a YouTube video, and it was like a traffic security camera. A guy steps out into an intersection and blocks traffic at a stop sign. He just stands there in front of this car. Well, what he doesn't expect is the driver of the car gets out of the car. The guy's enormous. The guy's at least six foot three or four. He picks the guy up and throws him over the guardrail. And I thought, damn, that's funny. Hope the guy was okay, but it was a funny thing. Uh, and I thought, wow, wouldn't it be cool to be six foot eight and nobody cuts in front of you in line, nobody messes with you, nobody flirts with your wife uh, while you're out somewhere, nobody messes with you because you're so physically imposing. But would it be worth it that you can't fit in an airline seat or you can't drive a little sports car or a convertible? I don't know. Just kind of a funny thing. Um, and we talked to some guys who were six foot eight and they said, nope, not worth it. Would much rather be smaller than that. Uh, and then I talked to, I, I used to have a friend who was extremely beautiful, um, about 5'11", blonde, very beautiful. And she was aware of it, but she didn't act beautiful. Um, but she dealt with it um, because people would always assume that she didn't have a boyfriend because she was too beautiful or people would assume that she was a bitch because she was beautiful. And she was the, I mean, she was the kind of beautiful where we went to lunch one time at PF Chang's. And as we walked in, there was a big long table, you know, they'll push up several tables together to fit an office or a group of people. And as we walked to our table, um, somebody was elbowing somebody or whispering and the, and the whole table turned around to look at her. They must've said something like, wow, look at her because she had that kind of amazing physical beauty. And we talked about it and she said, you know, I like it when I like it and I don't like it when I don't like it. And I, that kind of made sense to me. Um, you, you like it when it's convenient, 
But then you got to imagine that if you're getting hit on by guys all the time and every guy is looking at your boobs or, I don't know, looking at your chest or whatever or staring at you while you're waiting for an airplane, it probably just gets to be a little bit too much. But she said at the same time, uh, she always gets served first at a bar and she always gets, you know, like in other ways that it works too. So I don't know. It's just interesting how these things, but I hope you enjoy a little slice of the show when the show is not on. Hey, send comments to uh, Dave Ryan at kdwb.com. Check out the Facebook page. Um, it is uh, take a, just search on Facebook, take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. And that is the podcast for this week. Probably won't see you till later next week after my daughter's wedding. You take care of yourself, and we'll see you next time on Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Have a good week. <laughs>